podcast. Here we are on Monday with episode 26 of Dave Elliott's, which is me, weird podcast. What did I say last week? The podcast comes out on a Monday now. That's what it does. Um, I told you it would, and it is. Ideally to get you to download it at the start of the week, so you know, if by the end of the week you just have more time to listen to it. You know, if it comes out on a Saturday, people are like, ah, they don't really look for podcasts coming out on a Saturday, you know, so two weeks. It's now on a Monday to make it easier for you to get me coming in your ear holes. And that's what you want with my podcast is to be coming in your ears first thing on a Monday morning. Now, I know this is the second week of being on Monday. Very close to not making it just because, you know, um, busy weekend, lots of stuff on and moving house, I kind of misplaced my mic. I haven't misplaced it too much though because I found it, now I'm using it, but I'm, the, the time whilst I'm recording now is half past 11 on Sunday night. So I know it's it's irrelevant what time it is because at the end of the day you can listen to this podcast anytime you want. But I just thought I'd let you know so you know what kind of mood I'm in, what sort of vibe I'm feeling when I'm talking to you, you know what I mean? And there's no coffee this, this, this evening because if I drink coffee now, I'll not sleep tonight and you know that's important when you're an old dad guy and it is if I don't get my sleep basically what happens is yo, if you don't sleep you die like real quick like that's one of the first things that causes you to die I don't know why but it does Teddy Bread D-E-A-D Dead that's also my rap name Teddy Bread D-E-A-D Dead hence why I don't have a record deal but hey I'm willing to work on it and, and spin some rhymes and, and get things happening. But yeah, wherever you're listening to the podcast, welcome. We're here on the show. And this week, I've done a wee bit of work for it. I'm not just flicking the mic on and going, hey guys, I'm winging it this week because I've done a little bit of prep. <laughs> and what, what exactly do you mean by prep? Do you have some new segments for us, Dave? Hmm? No. Do you have some exciting news for us, Dave? <clears throat> nope. Do you have a news story? Yes, I've got a news story for you. Um, but I'm not going to start with a news story because I want to I wanna whet your appetite. You know, I want to throw in a hors d'oeuvre for you. I just want you to just... I'm coming out into your ears with a wee, a wee tray of aperitifs of hors d'oeuvres, of starters, of finger foods. And I'm going, hmm, would you like a wee taste of the podcast? And you go, I wouldn't mind. Take one up. Mm. It's pretty delicious. I'd be keen to see what you're going to bring out on your bigger tray later. And that tray being your new story. Believe you me, it's, a, it's, it's decent. So what do we want to start off with? What I've been up to this week? Well... As you all know, I have a very exciting, busy life, and this week I did some more of just nothing really. Most of my my fun now is is going to the gym. I'm one of those guys, you know. One of those. I'm I'm a physique guy now, or people also know as total absolute loser, and that's what I'm. I've been been in the middle of a six week personal training program. I'm three weeks in and. I know a lot of you are probably going, well, what, what are the measurements, Dave? What's the weight loss? 
haven't done any measurements I'm just concentrating on the weight loss at the minute and I've lost drum roll please do 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 five and a half pounds which may not sound like a great deal initially but when you see the kind of training I'm doing I'm, I'm fully like doing athletic training I'm training like I'm three weeks in and I think you know for real at the Olympics whether it be winter or summer I could leave with a medal could be winter or summer Olympics possibly special Olympics or Paralympics but I could, I could come away with a medal I'm not like spongy now because I get made to do circuits which every time makes me feel like I'm going to die like the gym that I'm training at now um, the studio the studio should I say my private studio where I work out um, has had to get a defibrillator put on just for me I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing I'd assume it's good because clearly I'm working my heart to that good level that there's a possibility I may die. So they're like, just in case he does, we'll get this wee defibrillator on the wall. So should he, you know, start to die a little bit, they can just zonk me to life. But there could be an issue with that in that I'm quite a hairy dude and I'm very sweaty when I train. So I would worry that would a defibrillator like really rather just jolt me to life like give me a full like would it be like being in the electric chair like would I get such an electric shock through my wet hairy chest that I might just definitely die like at least it would be wet you know it wouldn't be like the guy in the green mile just took the dry sponge and the purring mate's head and just set his head on fire grim no I just reckon that the water the fluid because there's when I sweat doing the PT sessions I sweat all over there's places your body you're not supposed to sweat like the palms of your hand your bottoms of your feet and your actual anus and there's water dripping out of all those orifices when I'm at the PT so if I got defibrillated I would fully get electrocuted all over and yeah maybe I'll come back to life maybe I'll die maybe I'll just be like a Frankenstein's monster just part like you Whoever, just thinking about that when I said, whoever told Dr. Frankenstein, yo man, what you need to do if you're looking to like bring bodies back to life, is just totally electrocute it, man. You know, I, I don't think he's got, like what I want you to do, just f- like find body parts, just dig them up, dead people, and sew them together, man. He's like, yeah, sounds a good idea. Sew those all together so you've got like a big lump of a body. And then what I'm going to do, put it on a meat table, attach just loads of electric to it and just, incinerate what would happen there would be there'd be like loads of dead body bits and they would just stink of burnt corpse they wouldn't come to life Frankenstein's monster would not work in reality it's stupid and I'm just dispelling any you know myths out there that if you believe that I'm like a myth buster here I'm just saying that if you were to dig up body parts sew them together I'm just jolted through like with electricity wouldn't come back to life sorry spoiler alert but hey you've had enough of the hors d'oeuvres I think that's a perfect lead in in my big news story this week what my news story is is German industrial rock band Rammstein have got into a little bit of trouble as they've been sued by this German guy called Armin Mivas now any of you guys don't know Armin Mivas, he's like, how to describe him? He's this like criminal guy, right? 
he's a German guy. He's in prison for doing this like wee crime, like where he he's killed this dude and Adam <laughs> banter. And Ramstein, what they did was make a song about it, uh, and the song was entitled "Mein Teal," which translates from German to English as "My Part," which, to be fair, could be interpreted as meaning my penis because you know what this guy Armin Mivas did was just you know cut this dude's dick off and eat it now look we've all been there we've all thought mm, I know what I like to do just chop off a, off a dick and eat it just oh you've probably looked at them and gone mm, I wonder what they taste like <laughs> not like as in you want to suck those babies but I mean like if you were to cook it what would it taste you know what would it be like I often imagine that it would be you know, it wouldn't be it'd be too tasty. It'd be quite tubular. You know, it'd be taste kind of like the grit, like the wee white bits. You cut off like chickens, like tendons and all. I don't think it'd be delicious. But this guy, Armin, basically wanted to try that out. Now, what he uh, did, he was like um, put an advertisement onto this website, which was entitled Cannibal Cafe. For sure, if you're the police, don't let there be a website called Cannibal Cafe. And if anyone ever posts on the website or blogs on it, just go knock their door, go, excuse me, you're so arrested now for being so weird. And that's what you should do. But on this website, Cannibal Cafe, Armin put this, like, um, advert out saying that he was looking a well-built 18 to 30-year-old man. <laughs> Aren't we all, Armin? <laughs> um, but then, rather, it's, you know, it's like a dating website, so say he's on, like, say tinder grinder plenty of fish whatever you want armin puts this up being like um hey i'm armin i'm whatever age i'm german i'm just looking a well-built 18 to 30 year old guy you, you go yeah, that's fair enough he likes guys to train he probably likes me because i'm an athlete now a spongy athlete he would like that but um the next lines would kind of you know would, would make you go mm, don't know about that Armin. i'm um, looking a well-built 18 to 30 year old man who's looking to be slaughtered and consumed. So, you'd see it on the website and go, oh, this guy's kind of good. Oh, I'm quite well-built. I want to be slaughtered and consumed. <laughs> Does he mean, like, th- he wants me to get drunk and then, you know, eat me? Eat, eat me? Maybe eat my bottom? <laughs> or my face? Who knows? Maybe he wants some of that. That's kind of cute. No, literally, he, w- he wanted someone to just be like, yo... Just let me kill you and eat you a little bit. So then this dude, Burnt, Burnt Brandis, was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, apparently many people replied to Armin's email or his post and uh, had been keen to be slaughtered and consumed. And then we're kind of like, you know, actually, on second thoughts, so weird. I, I would be I'd be keen for that not to happen. You know, maybe you want to go on a date with you, have some dinner, you know, have some tucker. But you know, don't cut my dick off. That's you know, that's kinda like where I draw like you could be on a date, it could be going quite well, it could be getting a little bit mm, f- you know, it's frisky. You know, sometimes you'd you'd be on a date, you'd have you things would go well, maybe you get a wee kiss. Things go better, you know, maybe there's a bit of heavy padding going on. You know, maybe, you know, you, you might, like, thrust up against one one another. You know, but then this guy's, like, kissing away, and he puts his hand, and he goes, show, and the villa turned me on. And the guy's like, yeah, what, Armin? And he goes, if I chopped your dick off, 
Mm. Yo, I want to cut. Yeah, if I chopped your dick off, nah, that that's not gonna um, that's not gonna fly for me, Armin, because I, I totally need that. I know I need a toe. Yum yum. No, I I I literally need to. And I needed to pee because I drank a lot of water. You know, like if it was me, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm dieting a lot at the minute. I'm training. I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm going to drink a wee bit of water right now. Mm. And where's that water going to go? We don't have a, a wee pinky to just pee it out of. Armin, you mad bastard! You're going to apply some kind of functioning tool down here that can expel urine? No, you're not. You're just going to eat it. Which in itself is a strange thing to do. Um, but that's what Armin wanted this guy to basically come over and just, you know, allow himself to be eaten. So this dude, Burnt Brandis, basically turned up. And he's like, yo, Armin, this sounds like a good idea. This would be something I'd be keen on doing, be interested in doing it. So this guy replies to emails. And then he's like, yo, basically come to my house. So Armin invites this dude to his house. Um... He's keen to be eaten. Armin's keen to eat a dude. Of course they are. Um, where Armin made his first mistake, the, he, he made a videotape when the two met. This is back in 2001, this was. And in, in Mavis's house, um, he amputated the guy's penis with agreement, which in itself, strange. And then the two men attempted to eat it together. Um, before Brandes obviously died from bleeding to death. Now, I think it says quite a lot about the guy. First of all, clearly sound that he's like, you know what, I'll agree. Sound is a guy, not sound of mine. But yeah, I'll agree, I'll let you chop it off and eat it. Also, must be fairly substantial if you can chop it off and it can provide food for two guys. Do you know, because if you chop mine off, that would literally be like eating a skittle. But like probably a minstrel actually is a wee bit larger, you know. So like a minstrel, like a grey minstrel. Like, probably just the top of a mushroom, but it wouldn't feed two people, that's what I'm saying. But this guy they chopped it off and what I love here about the story it says, um they attempted to eat it together before Branda's ultimate demise. Before doing so, Branda swallowed twenty sleeping pills and half a ball of schnapps. Yeah, you definitely need some kind of druggage or booze involved to chop off your piece. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he just turned up and he's like, right, okay, took his wee rucksack off, took his coat off, hung it up, and, like, just got, got the lanyard out, and he's like, right, go ahead, mate, chop it off. That'd make him even weirder. At least he took an excessive amount of sleeping pills and schnapps, which in itself, <laughs> lovely drink. Um, Brandis initially insisted that Maiva's um, attempt to bite his penis off, but clearly it didn't work because Armin Maiva is, is a human and not a ferocious pit bull dog. Um, so it didn't work, so he had to just use a knife, chopped off his wang, and then Brandis tried to eat some of his own penis raw, but couldn't because it was just too tough. And as he's put it chewy, so Maiva then put the penis in a frying pan with a bit of salt, a bit of pepper, a bit of wine, a bit of garlic, a bit of butter. <coughs> mm, bon appetit. Quite literally, bone appetit. Because, um, so he cooked that off, fried it with uh, some other ingredients, and just and he had a bit of it. Then it turns out, um, I think Armin got a wee bit overexcited with the fact that he cut the guy's dick off. There was blood. There was you know he's worried about him, so he left the penis in the pan too long and burnt it. So after all that hard work, seasoning, cooking, 
he basically had to feed it to his dog. Um, sure, dog appreciate it. Slide, you force a dog to eat, eat a dick, quite literally. Um, but um, it turns out basically once the guy's penis was cut off, he, he lost a lot of energy. So then what happened was he uh, put the guy in the bath and was like, right, you'll be, mate, just chill out, you'll be fine. And as time went on, lost more blood, the guy died. So once he died, um, my was actually just got a bit fed up and cut his throat to hurry it up a bit and then kept his body in a meat hook and just ate him. And apparently he ate up to 20 kgs of his flesh over time before he got... Um, before he got caught by the police what's great about it is um, he was arrested after some student had been on the Cannibal Cafe and basically been like yo this guy's for real asking dudes if they want you know like it's weird that he wanted to do it first of all no doubt but to go back again after the total like chuckle brother attempt at cooking a dick he made the first time he went back and he said, look, you know, I've practiced. It's like Master Chef level one. You know, you've been to John Tarot. He's giving you his feedback. You're going, right, okay, should have focused more on the actual tender. You know, I, I should have put it in the oven. I shouldn't have just fried it. I want another go. But some student had got and gone, hmm, I think it's a bit weird. I'm going to police. Went to police. They went to Mifus's house. Found his video. It was like, hmm, for real, just killed that dude. Cut his dick and edit. You're going to jail for a very long time. But back to the initial story, he's now suing Ramstein because they made the song My Tail My Part, which has essentially been about this whole story. Because you know Ramstein, like if you know Ramstein, they're in the, they like some weird music themselves. They're like a strange, like masochistic industrial German metal band. With a lot of good tunes to be fair. But um, apparently someone touted the Mivas and he decided to sue them saying that Ramstein had used his personal story without his permission you know not just the story his personal story without his permission but to be fair I think if you know if the guys in Ramstein had just been like yo Armin love love your work want to write a song about it what do you think Um, he might be like yeah sounds pretty good to me and then they might have got away with it so basically the moral of that story is um, if you're going to make music, make sure the subject matter is giving you permission. I get a lot of these would be like moral stories, don't literally eat dicks. But you know what I mean? The guy probably did it wrong. Do you know? So each to their own. If that's what you're into, who am I to judge? Do you know it's 2018? If I come on here and be like, you guys, don't be chopping off dicks and eating it, people will be like, oh, it's so homophobic. Or, you know, it's like... I don't know. I, I'm not going to get into the whole gendery thing because of like fluidity and stuff. I don't get it. I don't look into it enough to get it. I did, my view on things is, you know, if you identify as something or whatever, as long as you're sound, I'll be dead on to you. Do you know what I mean? If you're like a gender fluid uh, man slash woman, whatever, you just flit in and out, you could, you know, I'd just be like, that's fair enough. Do do you make you happy? But you just don't be a dick about it to other people. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to be on criticising people But what I'm saying is you know, Just get permission Before you be looking for the royalties And getting into that Do you know what I'm saying guys Chill But for sure check out that song by Ramstein It's decent It's a decent listen uh, I went to see a movie Tonight And it was 
called A Quiet Place. I think it was called A Quiet Place. It could very well be called The Quiet Place or something. So it was something to do with A Quiet Place. And it was actually really depressing. Made me feel all sad. Um, yeah, A Quiet Place. What it essentially is, is a family. This is from IMDB. A family's. F- <clears throat> I'll read it in... Uh, in film voice, <clears throat> let me just get get it up get it up here. Yeah, who said the actress to the bishop? Ram it up your hoop. <clears throat> okay, I'm waiting for a synopsis here. Um, fully just isn't one there. It's really embarrassing me and giving a real uh, plot summary. Here we go. Synopsis. <clears throat> oh no, this is a full fucking script i don't want a synopsis i'm struggling here i need to get myself a producer to just actually go through things and yeah this is a plot summary two parents do what it takes to keep their children and soon-to-be newborn safe in a world full of creatures hunting every sound they can hear not a sound can be heard from the family hiding in silence but all it takes is one noise, and everything can go wrong. That's pretty decent, wasn't it? Um, I was sort of tempted to do uh, Liam Neeson. I'll try this one in his, his style. <clears throat> in an alarmingly near future, on a devastated Earth, overrun by lethal and ever-hearing predators of a possible extraterrestrial origin, the Abbots struggle to survive in a desolate New York City in a new era of utter silence. As this type of invader is attracted to noise, even the slightest of sounds can be deadly. However, it's already been 12 months since the powerful monster's first sightings, and this resilient family still stands strong. To learn the rules of survival in this muted dystopia, it is essential. Nevertheless, an otherwise joyous event is threatening an already frail stability. Now, more than ever, don't make a sound. Uh, that was actually a really cunty synopsis from this dude. It's clearly he just wants to be uh, an advertisement, film advertisement trailer writer. But then there's a dude underneath it, obviously people write in their own synopsis. This other dude's been like, a family's forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures who hunt for sound. Let This is just a literal guy. So basically what it is, this family are living in like a, like a, again, it's like a post-apocalyptic type place. You know, all of the shops and all are empty. But the, there's these creatures, creatures, there's these creatures, these creatures, creatures that are like a mix between the Predator from the Predator films and the Alien from the Alien films. Or the Alien and Predator from the Predator versus Alien films. But these Predators are blind. They just hear really well. They're like big, like Alien Predator bats. Just really good hearing. If there's any noise at all, they basically come and eat you. So it was just a really grim tale about this wee family. And for some spoiler alerts, I could bit at some of the family die. And I just think now I'm at the stage where like I'm being super emotional about things. You know, now that I've got a baby, I'm like, I associate everything to that scenario. Like, there's a, there's a dude with a family, I'm like, I'm a dude with a family. And the guy's like, 
my son gets killed, I imagine if somebody tried to kill my daughter, I get real sad. If there's a big, see if there's a big fucking, see any alien predator creatures out there, I'm gonna come and eat my daughter. Yes, she does make excessive noise, and you would hear, but it's not her fault because she's a wee fucking angel. And you have to come through me, and I would shout louder so you came to get me, and I would feed you more. Tell you what, Armin Myers would have to have me strung up in his house for about seven years to even get through my left leg. Do you know? Tell you who would like my left leg. Spanish people at Christmas because don't they eat like pig's legs and they put it in a big display I would need like a big spit roast for my little leg alone I have quite the bountiful thigh and it would, fe- it would feed you well but yeah I just didn't like it and everything in the movie just it was scary it was jumpy you were on the edge of your seat I did a few oh Jesus Christ watching it you know when things jumped up and you go oh Jesus oh God not religious but I was looking for I was looking for, my, for looking for the Lord and Saviour after that. It was that whew, scary show. So I went to it with pretty much zero expectation. Just wanted to hang out with a friend of mine that I haven't seen too much recently because, you know, yo, being a dad takes up a lot of time. Am I right, guys? Yeah, shout out to myself. But what I'm saying is I went to see it and I thought it was really good. So what I'm going to try and do is, like, review things for you in my own way. And if you like that, good. And if you don't, yo, tweet me. And be like, yo man, I'm sick of your reviews, you're shite. I watched another show, I think I talked about last week, The Alienist, finished it this week. Um, decent series. Climax of it was shite. Your shit finished, didn't like it. Kind of wish that the uh, director would just squat down real low. Really like, you know, build up the elasticity in his thighs. Like a frog squat get right down and spring as high as he can in the air both arms by the side spiking your neck and kill yourself because it was a shite end to the series it was shit and it let me down so I'm back now looking for another series what I kind of like I like a thriller I like things where I'm a bit like I like to invest in things so I want you to review or recommend even something for me my fiance Catherine to watch on Netflix. Give me, give me advice on what we should watch because we're we're done with the Alienist now. We need a new series. Bates Motel's done. Still not over it. Need a new series. Advise me of something. But anyway, gigs this week. I'm the, the big man's back gigging. I'm, I'm, I'm Ryan Giggs again. I'm Rory Giggs, the brother. The Ryan gigs fuck the wife off if you want, because that's sometimes how it feels. You know, when you don't do stand up for a while, you just feel like you're being fucked by all these other people doing gigs and you're just not doing it. But hey, I'm back and I'm over it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. We did the Crescent Art Centre on Friday, which is a fantastic venue. It's like, looks like a proper, like, big screen in the background, lights, music, everything. It's great. It was bring your own as well so a lot of people getting very loose on Friday night having a laugh having a good time starting a weekend the right way with jokes but I've heard a wee rumour that might be the tail end of those now although we sold it out it was a good show I think the promoter was having a bit of difficulties with the venue because although physically beautiful venue great setup I don't know if they're all that accommodating the local comedy you know I think they prefer maybe to host more serious things you know maybe like ballet and poetry 
and like having me talking about wearing men jeggings isn't probably where they see their client base going. So it was disappointing, but hopefully that'll be back again. Thirsty Thursdays Comedy Club, check it out on Facebook, give it a like, see the lineups, go and watch comedy. And this week where I'm at here, you say, I'm at Lavery's on Wednesday night. That's Wednesday the 2nd of May. I'll be there. I'll be trying some new stuff out because I'm working out my R, which, as you all know, is on the 18th of May in the Strand Arts Centre, Belfast. And I believe tickets are doing quite well on that. Because they're only six quid, I'd like to think so. Um, the promoter hasn't replied to me um, when I messaged him on Friday uh, asking about if I can get support or does, is it just literally an hour, like depending on what the venue's time. Like if I can get support, I'll get somebody good in to warm people up. And if not, it'll just be an hour of me. You can bring your own booze, do your own thing, have a laugh. It's a good show, it's come together well I'm running a few wee bits and bobs here and there But the new material that I've put through in the last couple of weeks In Oma, not Oman, not Avicii I'm Dave And the Crescent Arts Centre went down really well And I enjoyed it So I'm actually really looking forward to getting the Lavery's on Wednesday night um, Mickey Bartlett is previewing his Edinburgh show And Shane Todd is MC for the night So it'll be a fun, fun evening Really looking forward to it. And then guess what, guys? Next Monday when the podcast comes out, it's a bank holiday. So you have to get out of your wee beds, your wee sleepy little bisms, get the podcast downloaded and listen to it. So that's basically that for my actual general chat this week. That's at a a nice round half an hour. So what I will do now is go into one of my favourite parts of the show, the, the listeners' questions, which essentially is just where... You guys send me questions on Twitter and or Instagram, um, which is great. People, a lot of good questions this week. People are actually sending questions in. More questions, the better. This week's questions off Twitter. Um, it's from Stu, Bapper and I, um, good weirdo and friend of the Boytown show, has said, verdict on the name of this gin, Dave. And he sent me a picture of a gin. And the name of the gin is Potato Craft Gin. Irish potato craft gin. Probably not the name of the, the gin that he wants me to look at. It's probably the producer of the gin, the brand name. And the brand name is the Muff Liqueur Company. Liqueur, liquor, the Muff Liquor Company. I like that name as a company because it can be taken two ways, too. You see, it can be like it's the Muff Liquor Company, like it makes liqueur and it's from Muff. In Ireland, and that's a company, or it's just the Muff Liquor Company, which is like a company of basically guys who give oral sex to people with hairy pubic bones, <laughs> whether it be a man or a woman. And if you like licking muff, fair play to you, mate. Enjoy that, Stu. And probably a personal question just for Stu Are you a muff licker, my man? Let me know. King to know. You know, are you more, do you like to lick a carpenter or do you like to lick a laminate floor? That's what I'm putting out there. I want to know the ins and outs, but I'll leave that one with you. Glenn Lindsay, any update on the real beast from the east? Tucker Bees. Hey, you know what? There's been no update on Tucker Bees because I'm almost afraid to challenge Tucker Bees because, Glenn, you know, they don't fuck about. They're not there to be fucked with, Tucker Bees. They take 
fast food, convenient food, very seriously. They're proud of their product, and you know what? They'll tell you to fuck yourself if you don't like their product. So there's no real update. However, um, there's definitely been a sense of of people wanting to know more about Tucker B. So what I might do is, is take a visit there. My next cheat day, because I'm being such a good boy. Might take a trip down Tucker B's and, and test them out, see what they've got. Uh, and then let you know. More on the Tucker B front, Michael Jardine has said, In memory of Tucker B's sassy review section, Dave... What would you do if you owned a local fast food takeaway and some absolute sass boy left you a wee bitchy review? Would you clap back with some riotous banter or just let them sashay away? <laughs> Big Mama Tucker's Drag Race, half and half, or the hashtags. You know what? It's hard to say. Um, personally speaking, I have... In those things I sometimes put in social media, videos or pictures or comments or whatever... I um, I try to just let people comment and let it just blow over my head. But sometimes you just have to bite. I can't help myself. You know, I really can't. And then if I owned a restaurant and people were giving me shit, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I have to. I'd have to say something. Like. I did a video for the Northern Ireland national team recently where we went to watch Motherwell and Aberdeen. It was great fun. And like did a did a wee fun video, just a bit bit about Glasgow, bit about the match, and then interview Trevor Carson, the Motherwell goalkeeper. And then someone wrote underneath like shit. Like, fair enough, you can take comments that are negative, but just to write shit and then you click on the guy's profile, it's like a fifty year old dude. Like, mate, I like to see you do better, except you look like you would work in B&Q on a full time basis and try to fuck 16 year olds so you know you should do your shit comment what you should do is look in the mirror look at your face, look yourself up and down look at your fat man ditties and your bald head and then possibly just call yourself shit and then what you should do is take your undoubtedly small penis, yank it real hard so it stretches a bit like a bit of Stretch Armstrong and like just pop it into your own anus and fuck yourself you know and that's what I think about when you get it's always middle aged dudes football supporters not funny you know what I don't want to appeal to you because you have no sense of humour and probably vote BMP so we'll leave it at that but the point is Michael yes I would bite I can't help myself and if I owned a restaurant like Tucker B's especially if I was a sass lord like Mama Tucker I would I bite all day. I'd just be like a wee piranha. Ning, 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 ning. Bite, 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 bite. But we'll comment and stuff. I try not to. So thanks for your question, Matt. Thanks very much for your question, Matt. Um, now on the where I seem to get the longer questions. Um, Instagram and the questions I have are from. First of all, Chris Henning, one of the two Chris's. Of course, it is staple of the show. Um, constant contributor. Um, trying to think of another role for him. Probably writer, I guess. He sent me these great questions. Well, Dave, aka the Gap Tooth Killer, Cracker Podcast last week. 
Thanks, my man. I thought it was a good one myself. I feel like I'm getting back in the groove again. If I am, let me know. If I'm not, let me know. I'll fix that. I'll probably tell you go fuck yourself by pulling your penis and popping in your ass. But just be positive. I know you're a positive guy. I don't get that shit from you. But just generally speaking, all right, mate? It's late at night. I'm getting very touchy. Michael Jardine wound me up with making me think I'm bloody mama, mama Tucker when I give some shit out. Anyway, Cracker Podcast last week. How's the wee woman this week? She's getting better and better. She's settling. She's more fun. Fantastic. Thanks for asking. My question this week is simple. Are you ready for Scooter on Friday? If not, you've just lost one Chris from the Chris's. Right. Hope you're sitting down when I say this, Chris. First off, yes. I am looking forward to Scooter on Friday. Am I able to go to Scooter on Friday? No. But let me explain myself. Did I want to go to Scooter? Yes. Very much would have gone to Scooter if the circumstances were different. For sure. But this coming Saturday and Sunday, I am away for both nights for Colin Geddes' wedding. Colin's getting married to his fiancée Maureen. The crew behind Lavery's Comedy Club, good friends of mine, get married. I'm going there with my fiance for two nights, the Saturday and the Sunday, to this wedding. We're going to drink, we're going to get riotous, we're going to have a great time. And as you know, as a father yourself, the, I've got babysitters booked Friday or for the Saturday and Sunday. Both the grannies are taking a night each. I couldn't leave her on a Friday as well, so I had to miss out on Scooter. You know, I should have I should have just ditched Colin's wedding and said, look, Colin, no harm to you. Scooter aren't going to play Belfast very often. Do you know what I mean? HP Baxter and the crew, the posse, aren't going to play Belfast often. You know, what you could do is be signed and maybe like down the line renew your vows or possibly get divorced and remarry. You know, but I should have I should have done that. I didn't. I kind of listened to to the missus a bit too much. She's like, oh, go to the wedding. You know, fuck her. I'll forever want to be at Scooter. But hey, what I want you to do, Chris, is I want your feedback. I'll be recording a podcast next weekend, probably when I get back from. In fact, probably on Monday, the bank holiday. So get back to me and let me know how Scooter, Scooter went. If you can get another photo of the HP Baxter, I'd be, I'd be really jealous. Now the second Chris, Chris Barr. Hey Dave, hope your show with Shane went well. Sorry I couldn't make it. Don't worry man, it went well, it was great. And you're forgiven. But not as sorry as this dude was for getting his dick stuck in a metal nut. Well, very dick heavy show I've realised. They're talking about guys eating dicks, sucking dicks tucking dicks around their own ass and fucking themselves hey sometimes you get down and dirty and talk dicks on this podcast that's why it's a weird podcast anyway and Chris has sent me a story um, which is Chinese man gets his genitals stuck in a steel nut for more than 10 hours has to be freed by firefighters using power tools whoa that's a risky operation Uh, penis being near a cutting power tool device would be dangerous an unnamed man arrived in the hospital with his penis stuck in a steel nut you notice they're always unnamed when they do that because here what's your name he's not going to be going oh my name's Bang Chu Yin they go nah Bang Chu ah. he's like in China no I don't have a name I'm just a dude with a, his, his dick stuck in a nut doctors in the hospital in Yulin China oh we hate Yulin because the dog eating festivals uh, I'm glad your dick caught me after a lengthy operation the man was finally freed from his predicament um, doctors were at a loss as the best way of treating a man's unusual condition as he had 
called the firemen help how embarrassing would that be it's bad enough doing it but having to actually get the fire brigade in to do it and being like yo man I've accidentally you know how do you get that around your, your penis you know imagine he's doing something sexual hopefully it was just for style and then it's less weird but you know otherwise it's strange at 28 mm, he's in extreme pain uh, after a period of embarrassment, he revealed to doctors he had his penis trapped in a steel nut and been lodged there for more than 10 hours. It had already become swollen and red. He was said to have tried to saw the nut off at home, but didn't manage to get very far. Yeah, he's trying to bust that nut and then also cut the metal nut off. Ha! Awful joke. Um, but yeah, the doctors basically said, um, it's an unusual operation that involves a man's physiological condition and quality of life. So yeah, basically what he's saying is, I can get the nut off, but it might damage his piece. So I think they've got it off without doing too much damage. So good story, Chris, as per. But what I want to know is, have you had any weird DIY stories? Um, well, not not weird like that. I don't know if I've told this one on the podcast before, but I once brought a, not really DIY, but it's more penis, penis related. That's for sure it's the penis episode, eh? But I uh, I brought like an end of a, of a weight bar home from the gym, like working before arms, and my mum thought it was some kind of sexual device to like some kind of like masturbation aid. And I was like, nah, mum, you just keep the weight plates on with that. And she was like, all right, okay, that's weird. Definitely uh, broken down the uh, fourth wall here. And now masturbation is a topic that we can discuss. And I'm like, nope, never. In terms of DIY, now I don't really like to do DIY because I'm DIY shit at DIY. And the, the height of my DIY is putting photos in the frame, nailing them on. That's about it. Um, but yeah, no, I just I tend to avoid it. That being said, moving house in two weeks. So I'll, I'll attempt a bit of DIY, possibly get some stories for the end. You know, for sure I'll put on a tool belt and nothing else. And now that I'm an old guy, you look at it and rather than just having a penis hanging down, it'll be just a ball, will be a singular ball will hang down under my toe belt because I'm just an old, scraggly, stretchy ball bag man. Holly Crooks has sent me a question. Hello, Holly. And she has said, Dave, good name choice for Holly. Thanks, Holly. It is a good name. I enjoy it thoroughly. Although it's back in selection, Box Elliot is a strong contender. Yep. That's good because we referenced a bit of material I do in my stand-up, which was a good joke, which is pretty much shit now because my daughter's called Holly and I actually reference Holly as an option that I wasn't going to choose. So that material's like the window. See a wee baby, wee dick. <laughs> um, but, oh, whoa, this is a swerve. Um, Dave, what age would you guess Lauren Harry's is? Well, here's the thing, Holly. I know Lauren Harry's age because I looked it up not that long ago. I um, had been talking to Shane about her being like nearly my age and he didn't believe me and when I looked it up she wasn't nearly my age to be fair she's 39 I knew that but I'm 31 so technically she's only 8 years older than me but she looks about 48 years older than me because like you know Lauren no harm to you you look weird you know you know maybe wear a bit less makeup you know maybe don't dye your hair for the rest in yellow you know maybe just be less weird but anyway I found out a really age it was the weirdest thing of twenty eighteen so far. Also, bringing my mum to your show on the eighteenth. She's older than Lauren Harry's, but she doesn't have a boyfriend that looks like Sue Perkins. Um, thanks very much, Holly, for bringing your mum. Um, hopefully, 
the two of you will enjoy the show and won't be too embarrassing for you. It's not like my last show. I was a very naughty boy in that last show. I felt bad about it. I said a few wee naughty things I shouldn't have said in front of people. But hey, that's fun. That's games, isn't it? Mm. So the new show's coming together well and I, I guarantee you have a good time. But she's also sent me a picture of an article about Lauren Harris. She says, I want us to get married and have children. Mm, it's going to be hard. Uh, Lauren Harris passionately kisses new boyfriend Bruce at wedding after finally finding her fairy tale ending the dude kind of looks like a mixture between sue perkins as holly said and gawkwan which to be fair is a very sexy look also touch of rory woods in there which is too a sexy look um but yeah i I hate to say i don't know if it's going to end well for lauren because she's like hunched over like she's got scoliosis kissing this dude and even when she's hunched over is still a good two foot taller than him so um i'm not sure how that'll work out but you know i'm I'm sending a lot of love your way lauren i hope things go well with you and bruce bruce is a great name very strong and yeah i wish you all the best and guys i wish everyone the best namaste au revoir it's the end of this week's weird podcast i shall see you next week remember the the Dave Elliott on Twitter, Dave Elliott Comedy on Instagram, Dave Elliott Comedy on Facebook, and make sure you hit me up with questions and topics and anything else you want to chat about. Until then, God bless.